Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm James, my pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Rob, my name he and him. And I'm Alistair, my pronouns are also he and him. Hooray, full cast. Everybody's back. And in one take as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Flawless. We've still got that magic. Alright, episode's done. Thank you very much for listening. We're not going to top this, so see, you, see everybody next week. Yeah, technical competency is now only on the fucking downslide. So, yeah. The usual. We do enjoy a Quarate podcast. Mm. <laughs> that's, yes. that's true. Technically, technically Quarate is three plus. It's like, Quarate right, means you've got enough to meet Quorum. Senor Pedantic. I mean, what can I, I think say? That... I used to... Would it surprise you to know that when I was active in the Scottish Greens, I was on the Standing Orders Committee? Like, facts you about me about ha- being not in the all. slightest. Yeah. 100%, no, that's exactly... Yeah. 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 I choose to the believe Ma- there wasn't a standing orders committee until you arrived. The Martin Prince of I the did. Scottish Green Party. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the abuse, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it comes part and parcel with a Green Party membership these days, so Pre- yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You literally brought it on yourself. I'm seriously thinking of cancelling. Like, just do it. <sighs> yeah, you can just leave. Yeah. yeah. I can just leave. I can just leave. I probably should just Hit leave. With bricks. But... Yeah. <laughs> Shitty politics if you're quick. <laughs> Someone in Keir Starmer's office taking notes about moving quick and <laughs> shitty politics. Those fuckers have never moved fast in their life. They're like incredibly slow. They always have to wait for someone else to jump the gun. No, no, they they were always more than quick enough any time someone said Jerumbly Crubbins. They're still at that. That's the only thing they do at light speed these days. Yeah. It's because it's because Jeremy Corbyn took the stop Brexit button out and replaced the Jerumbly Crubbins button with it. And that's, true. that's all they've got left now. The only <laughs> thing they can do is press the big Jeremiah Croyboy button. Jeremy Croyboy. I like the idea oh, that you dear. can still fuck with Keir Starmer by like shoving his entire office around on that slippery floor and then like his furniture just moves across the room. <laughs> <laughs> you think you could trap him with a really big hat? <laughs> <laughs> Who photoshopped this big fuzzy hat onto Jeremy Corbyn? <laughs> News night. What are you uh, playing at? Right. Okay, Rob. Um, please start us off with some uh, prepared content. Well, I mean, I, I, I think we might be more amused with the, with, with the Jameer Kwai stab a bit. But if I'm honest, oh, uh, good, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, Damning it's, with it's, harsh abuse. I'm gonna get some crisps. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> he wasn't asking for permission. I know he wasn't. <laughs> To be honest, you're lucky he announces it at all these days. Mm. Uh, now, anyway, sp- speaking of oh, announcing things, um, we got tr- the, the the war is not bigger, but it is a little bit bigger uh, these days. Uh, you know, what can you do? Didn't have a story um, about crisps to segue into, did you not? <laughs> <laughs> what does Gary Lenarchus think about this? <laughs> it's just a, yeah, exactly. No, this is this is what the centre left mean by incrementalism. <laughs> we need to just do slightly more war until we've reached an optimal amount. 
Yeah. It's, it's not really a new wall. These are these are limited purposeful strikes, Alistair. They're not a wall. They're not an expansion <laughs> of the wall. <laughs> yeah. The, the three-hour wall. Uh, yeah pretty much like end of of last week so on friday january 12th or whenever you're listening to this um yeah basically the u.s and you know us in in sort of pathetic richard hammond role uh that we seem to play whenever the u.s is around um we launched some airstrikes against yemen which you know because because of all the um, if you could believe Paul Mason, because of all the lives of uh, working class seafarers that, that were at risk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and think- uh, it's been very amusing watching the Yemenis just go, is that all you've got? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has anyone I mean, done a wellness a- check on Paul Mason, by the way, since uh, since the fucking started looking for peace talks for the Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to, but he saw me come in and locked the door. Well, I mean, I had a, I had a quick look at that because I was like, maybe that is a thing that we could could chat about. But apparently, uh, like, yeah, the U- Ukrainians did start a uh, like they asked the Swiss to host peace talks, but then specifically not invited the Russians. So I'm not really quite sure how that's gonna <laughs> shake out. Yeah, declaring the war over in Switzerland with Russia in absentia. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I I think I know what that's about. Actually, it's it's basically like. They can't do peace unless America says so, is what it boils down to. And so what they're trying to do is get permission to then actually have proper peace talks and get China to be the go-between um, for the, the for Russia, basically. Like, th- that's what it boils down to. It's the fact that they, wa- they want peace, but because they are basically welded as the masthead to this massive NATO project, like, they basically need to ask mummy very nicely first. So, yeah. Modern politics is fine. It's good. International relations are A-OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't believe going... that, though, because like, no other Western nation has given the slightest fuck about what Ukraine's up to since uh, Israel kicked off. No, they, they've not been making... You, you're mistaking how it's represented in the public relations sphere versus what they actually I, uh, care about in terms you, of real I politics. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> Listen, um, you can't expect an intelligence operation like you know as big as the CIA or some shit to have eyes enough for two things at once. It's not possible. No, no. So they're they're all busy. It's yeah, they've got action also. figures to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the CIA only has like has like one has like one Logitech controller, so you know they can only do the one thing at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I'm now so hang on, like the CIA and their little command submarine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I like it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The the Yemenis were apparently like mainly, uh, uh, or at least what they were saying was that they were closing the Red Sea only to Israeli cargo ships and those like destined for Israel. Um, ba- mainly using very low cost drones and like low cost rockets because uh, you know they're on the the Straits of the Red Sea, the Straits of Hormuz, so they can actually like choke off a a major like node in in global global shipping. Um, you know, and of course they are doing this in response to. The ongoing Gaza. Uh, sorry, they are doing this in response to the ongoing genocide in Gaza. But you know, that's that's not really why it's being done. Uh, if I if if we have to believe, you know, um, Joe Biden, it's something about uh, the the freedom of the navigation. Russians? No, it's the freedom of navigation. You see, that's that's in peril, Jamie. See, what we no. need to do is we need to mobilize airstrikes uh, against a foreign actor. In order to allow the free movement of capital and commerce, 
throughout yeah, the throughout the scene. Technology. However, however, <laughs> if, if children if children are being genocided, this is uh, this is fine. No, that's been. When Joe that's Biden true. said that, did he put on a gold fringe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The reason we're not going to do anything about the genocide is because all the all the Gazans are technically free men of the land. <laughs> Why do you think they keep saying from a river to the sea? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm traveling from the river to the sea, not not driving. Yeah. <laughs> On this episode of oh, Top Gear, we are driving from the river to the sea. Uh, oh um, God, that's Christ. incredible! Oh no, Christ. Jeremy Clarkson's gone woke. <laughs> that, if that's What's the even thing more that damaging than him, every RIP be... Jeremy Clarkson hashtag I've ever seen. <laughs> Forever in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> only because he was carried on bits of shrapnel, but I digress. Mm. Uh, I was going to say only because we can't leave the 50 minute city, so he can't get away from his rotting corpse. Um, Anyway, no, so, so, so Robert, the, are we going to talk about this um, limited strike? I want to talk about the limited strike and why that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I wanted to, uh, you know, Biden, of course, said like something about freedom of navigation. It got substantially dumber, of course, when we ended up um, in, in the UK, specifically with uh, Sunak, as well as fucking Chris Bryant, the world's dumbest man, um, <laughs> who said it wasn't so much about uh, freedom of navigation, but it was also around that, but... It was mainly that if we have to divert like our cargo ships full of Amazon uh, Prime treats around the Horn of Africa, it pushes up price. This is a quote. It pushes up prices and imperils the passage of goods, food and medicine that the British people and others rely on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you mm-hmm. if you can't mm-hmm. can't have access oh, to yeah, your medicine all those, now. Uh, all those ADHD uh, meds that we're importing, presumably yeah. from don't, around. Don't well, start. Is it? They, they, the irony, also, you know, they the ir- go on shipping containers, don't you know, Alistair? Like, the, the, the irony is that some of the precursors, etc., do move through that straight, but they were never in peril. Like, the, the joke of this is there was no problem with British shipping unless it was going to Israel until they did this. And now British shipping has been added to the embargo along with American yeah. shipping. Well, now, so, now according to, you know, according to... to Mission uh, accomplished, think- James and Rob. I'm sorry. that That's just how <laughs> things are. That's, that's what geopolitics is. You do incredibly yeah. insane shit in the Middle East, you know, conclude mission accomplished, go home, and everything's worse. That's yeah. just how, yeah. it, how it is. And inflation's now we the, uh, the stood, fault we of the... We wouldn't have stood for this from the Luftwaffe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's Jamie because the Luftwaffe did push up interest rates, unlike the uh, Supreme Houthi Council, which is. So that's why we have to, you know, throw more bombs at them. No, here, even here though- come the Rex Stepper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, you know, like like we were just saying, the the, um, the Yemenis have now, of course, said that the American and the British interests are now legitimate targets because you know we just threw missiles at them, apparently at some empty airfield. So. You know, I, I think that's a... Oh, it's so oh, good. We love, do, we love doing that, don't we? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, 
you know, these guys, they, they've been mortared, rocketed, and just generally shelled into oblivion by the Saudis forever. And then we decided, you know what will actually make them back down? Why don't we rocket mortar shell them into oblivion, just like the Saudis have been doing fruitlessly? And when yeah, we decided like to do it... Once. We That's the amazing thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. We're, not, well, we're not doing well, it consistently. The... We're just like lobbing literally 30 missiles yeah, at them and why? then saying... Why we, why we only did it once is amazing because because we basically took the old intelligence since before the Saudis started doing it and hit those places. I we hit the places the Saudis had already like ob obliviated and then we're like, oh, that doesn't seem to have done anything. Uh, I guess we don't actually have intelligence to be able to really do anything. Oh shit! And now we've backed down. It's fantastic. It's spectacular. It's uh, yeah. It's it, it's it, like wildly pointless. Like. The funniest element of this whole thing is the extremely was it was it Operation Fucking Millennium Dawn or whatever the fuck it was that like ridiculous <laughs> Operation um, Millennium Dawn kebab. Oh, what what is what the <laughs> fuck is that operation? It's something that, like Operation yeah. Protecting Freedom or something like that. No, it, it was it was the War Games one where like the the, the War Game invading Iran or some shit, and then yes. the the guy on the defending side just like made teleporting little boats. That oh, like, just suicide um, bombed every uh, single uh, one of the uh, ships. Millennium Challenge. Millennium Challenge, that that's the one. the one. Millennium Dawn, I think, is a parts of Iron was. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, he, the, didn't, uh, he, didn't, he didn't even make them teleport. The annoying thing is, like, they, they put out a bunch of stuff after the fact. When word started getting around that their own war games had shown them getting their asses kicked, yeah. they're like, oh, well, we need, to, we need to say this guy was cheating and various other shit. But he absolutely wasn't. What he objected to is he definitively won, and they were like, no, just refloat all the ships that he sunk and we'll do it again and we'll put some restrictions on him this time. And he's like, yeah, well, what's the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. point? Like, yeah, what is the point yeah. in doing this if you can just, like, hobble me? And their argument was, oh, it's so that the seamen can get practice, but it's bullshit. This extremely has that energy, though, because, like, we're launching missiles that are, like, however many millions of pounds a pop to make a crater yeah. slightly larger. And they're just, like, rocking up in a little boat with, like, you know, whatever they need to do that, or maybe firing a rocket that costs, like, 300 quid. Yeah, I'm not just Yemeni Timothy Chalamet rocking up in a fucking like <laughs> dinghy yeah. in front of, in front of uh, a cargo ship and uh, you know just doing sick TikToks yeah. in front of it. Like we really are. Timothy just... Chalamet, as I see me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> to be fair, if they have poor tradies on their side, I'm getting a little bit fucking worried as well. <laughs> yeah, they they haven't even unleashed worm yet. We we don't stand a chance. <laughs> Worse still, they've got Willy Wonka. Just, someone's just posted here. Revealed two Navy SEALs lost at sea off the coast of Somalia oh, yeah. went missing when one slipped on a ladder while boarding a ship that was taking Iranian weapons <laughs> to, to yeah. rebels in Yemen. The, the, I read that, I read that earlier is... today and it caused me to laugh out loud while I was doing my food chop, so that was fun. <laughs> the, the great story is one went missing because he fell off a ladder and the other went, went to try and get him and vanished as well. Yeah, um, jumped off the river to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the implication I've seen is they got caught by the undercurrent caused by the ship's propellers and probably got mincemeated from it, but obviously they're not going to put that in the papers, so... A good sea yeah. marathon. <laughs> well, it's stupid, because they're actually trained not to do that, and the guy was like, oh, I'll just ignore all my training and dive in after this dude who's probably dead already. Like, great. What awesome. special forces doing <laughs> stupid shit? No. Wow. Surely Huge not. Huge if true. Yeah. I mean, of course, by the time, you know... Us... Yeah, but you see, the training, the training that tells you not to do that is woke, so... That's true. 
advocate these walk health and safety standards in wartime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Swimming is a DEI initiative, and therefore you could safely ignore it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, uh, you'd think that us, and especially the US, like sending 30 missiles to some sites that were previously bombed already several times would really quiet them down. Um, and, and, and they have, uh, you know, since then, the, the uh, Yemenis have become so quiet, in fact, that they managed to hit yet another US-owned ship uh, with a missile yesterday, as well as carrying out several as yet unsuccessful attacks on Royal Navy ships. So, you know, they we, that, we um, really taught them an important lesson there. Yeah, they hit that American ship, and then a couple of hours after that, that's when it was like BBC breaking news, Rishi Sunak says this was one-time limited strike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't it? Who was it in during the Vietnam War? The leader, I can't remember his name, but he said something lines of, "How long do you want to fight for? A year? Two year? Five year? Twenty year? No problem. Just let us know." And it's very much that energy they bring into this, frankly. Yeah, I mean, of course, by the time it really, you know, it, it hit our shores and especially our papers, the the main question wasn't like. Why are we throwing bombs around? What are we doing? You know, they were a sealing it off from anything to do with uh, the Rob, genocide you in Gaza. Can't ask, you can't ask why these things are happening because that might <laughs> require someone to give an answer. Yeah, it's um, the the you know the the so then of course it became not so much about anything sensible. It became about the question is why didn't you ask Parliament for permission first? Which you know, I technically, I I agree. Like it, you know, if 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 we're following the 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 rules of the of of whatever a parliamentary democracy, then yeah, oh yeah, probably, like, yeah. The the really the, the really important question here is getting the fucking rubber stamp of Parliament. We had when Keir Starmer mm. is just going to wave the just any old shit that Rishi Sunak wants to do as a, in response to this. Yeah, the important thing the important thing was the rubber stamp, not the trying to do it at all. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly, because like the, 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 apparently, so two things, I, I tried to find a source, I couldn't find it anymore, but I strongly remember reading that like, Starmer at some point said like, yeah, when I became leader, like me and Sunak made an agreement that like, basically, if he wanted to throw military shit around anywhere, I would just like, give him a carte blanche to do it. Because, you know, he wants to have the same power and toys when he comes into power, if he comes into power. Mm. It's called being a serious statesman, Rob. I know, yeah. I know. How how would it play? How would it play with the deranged nationalists that he wants to appeal to if he didn't do every if he didn't allow everything the government wants to do? That's true. And you know, and, and otherwise if he becomes the government, then he, he can also let the government do anything it wants to do. And that's better for reasons. I, I no, mm -hmm. I will not explain mm -hmm. any further. Um yeah, I mean, if he becomes the government, that's that's weird. I mean, you do <laughs> you do have a, a very <laughs> I was thinking more of a sort of Deus Ex scenario, like the original, <laughs> like he merges yeah. with the British AI and then his eyes just sputter out, <laughs> just becomes an NFT. Yeah. Helios brought to you by Centrica is a very different vibe, um, but you do have a you do have a very salient point, Rob, which is that in America as well, we've been saying all the president you know has to ask approval of Congress, etc. And I think you're right. I think the only reason these arguments are really being floated is as a as a backup, like okay, we need to stop because we really didn't think this through and we actually have been beaten, but we can't admit that. So it, instead of it being like oh we we got nothing, we've achieved nothing, we've only fucked everything up, we need to go home with our tail between our legs. Instead, it's democracy asserts itself and stops this illegal action 
Um, so yeah, I look forward to more of that. In well, the I mean, Starmer did explain himself. He wrote uh, a piece in the in the Independent about it, ninety percent of which you can ignore. I'll just quote you this little bit. Uh, the attacks by Houthi rebels on commercial ships in the Red Sea threatened one of the mo world's most important trade routes and put the lives of British civilians and military personnel in danger. They must stop, and it is right that Britain plays its part, comma, along our allies in deterring these I attacks. Mean if I wanted to keep British service personnel out of danger, I simply wouldn't fucking put them there or wouldn't <laughs> give them reasons to be no. fucking shot at. You fools, you buffoons, etc, etc. David, what's the point of having British military personnel if you don't use them in a military fashion? Like, you can't Sex just sit, have them all sit at home. <laughs> yeah, you, you send them to Germany um, and they just do nothing but wind up locals. That's the point. Hmm. Well, I do want to, I want to, um, uh, before we get to that, because that's actually like a really uh, uh, salient point to, to go to the next bit on. But bef before we do that, um, we haven't talked about it in a while. And that's because we went on break. And then, you know, but like we've said before, we, we, we rarely feel really comfortable, like talking fully about like foreign affairs, because it's not really our thing. But I do want to briefly like talk about the current situation in Gaza for the 2 million people that are being squeezed you know, into an increasingly smaller pocket in, in, in the South. Um, this is according to uh, some UN reporting I, I read today. I'm just going to read this out and then we can talk about it or not. But it's just, I, I want to keep talking about it because I don't just want to move on and pretend that like this is yesterday's news and then we just start talking about some other piss. Um, basically, like the, the there's now genuine, there's not a fear of famine anymore. Um, there is a, a, a famine uh, going on there there's a one of the world's premier expert panels on you know the signs of famine and when you can declare that there is one uh the organization called the ipc concluded quote that gaza will have the highest share of people facing high levels of acute food food insecurity ever classified for any given area or country by the agency so this mm -hmm. is you know uh. this is we're really at the point now where um the the report you know talks they managed to get people into gaza or or talk to people in gaza and you know it's uh parents are at the point of sacrificing their own food for uh their kids and like an apple if you can find it costs about 630 uh uk pounds but that's you know on their salary that's an insane amount of money yeah yeah um yeah. And even if you can get food, which at this point is mainly uh, flour and water for like making very simple breads, uh, you can't cook it because the cooking fuel is either running out or gone. And that means the only fuel source left to the civilian population of Gaza is um, live trees, which they're currently chopping down, which of course they're unseasoned. So not only does it burn very badly, but you know, whatever's left of Gaza after this, if these people, you know, through some measure yeah. of, of 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 hope and a better life can return home um you know that all the trees will will be gone um which which also holds the soil together and so on and so forth um at least twenty four thousand people have died so far it's probably underreported but it's at least twenty four thousand according to the u n um and again this is a quote from from the guardian uh, in Rafa and Khan Yunis, uh, these are the major sort of refugee areas in the south of Gaza. Um, tents and makeshift dwellings cover almost all available grounds, with multiple families crammed in small apartments. In UN-run shelters and schools or sleeping on the floors of hospitals. Um, 
And of course, everything we see after this is the fucking TikToks of the mass murdering scumbag IDF, you know, people who should be all be ripped up in front of a war crimes tribunal, just leveling, uh, you know, making fun of, of Palestinians and leveling neighborhoods and just generally being being atrocious. And even the, the much my, vaunted... Uh, I was going to say, Rob, my particular favorite of that one was a dude who used the demolition of a school to propose to his girlfriend. Like, yes, you know, that just seems like perfectly normal know. stuff. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it's, it's fucking, it's fucking sickening. And, and of course, you know, the reason that, that we, and I mean, you know, Western governments, I don't include, of course, us in this, um, still allow this, this, this genocide to continue is that this is at a lower pitch. Um, and they say, well, aid can come in through the southern border with, uh, with Israel. It, it can't. Uh, what the Israelis mm -hmm. are doing is checking every truck and then they find some fucking floor and one floor means the entire cargo is rejected and has to go back to the back yeah. of the queue. Um, and the queue at the border is currently like long enough for six days. So it will take you 140, uh, 144 hours to get back to the same checkpoint where they will just reject you uh, again. Um, so the, you get, the story I've read. The story I've read about this is that the Israelis, like you know, take this as a pinch of salt, but they're straight up to the point where they're planting stuff in the shipments um, so they can find a fault with it. I like, mean, that, um, that doesn't surprise me the slightest. You know, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. It's... Has anyone has anyone thought about bringing this up as a way f to try and get the FUB P lot on board with the Palestinians? Because I mean, they know all about this kind of stuff. What with Brexit and that. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we had a queue in Kent and the world was all of a sudden too small yeah, to live. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like, so, like, I mean, see, oh, just the way oh I, my God, I didn't there are brown people in this aid truck. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to fucking, I was going to let you go through this, but the famine part, like you, the, the worst ever recorded famine, like people still reference the Ethiopian famine. Yeah. How I mean, many where fucking years ago Gilbert? was that? Yeah, yeah they, like, but people still they, know about that and actually think like, oh, that was a thing. That that's in consciousness. Where the fuck's this? My favorite, my favorite one of this is there is statistical data from the Irish famine, and the conclusion is that this is worse than that. And Jesus you know, Christ. the Irish famine, which caused like the massive like exodus of people from Ireland moving over to the Americas and Europe, like that was a big fucking deal. It's had lasting ramifications for the entire world, and this is quantifiably worse. <laughs> what the hell? It's yeah, it's. I don't. I, I don't I, at least in good news, there is stuff happening in the Hague. Yeah, that's true. Mm, I mean, well, we'll, we'll see what. I, I genuinely think yeah, that, like we'll, any we'll judge see, that's but... about to like vote in, you know, find that there is genocide going on, or the probability of genocide going on is probably going to have their car car bombed by the CIA. But you know, like it, I don't know. We'll we'll yeah. see. I really Sudden, hope suddenly I owns a suitcase collection. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it yeah. really is. Like, I mean, it's. <laughs> it is it's great to be living in interesting times where like the you know established world order and and all that bullshit is uh just you know rending and tearing its garments in front of us and we're going hmm that doesn't seem good mm. my fa my mm. favorite well favorite thing about all this is like you know the the rending of garments people like all the people like cheering on the like this slaughter and and genocide and you know clear you know war crimes going on on fucking tiktok is like the same liberals who like wet their pants about the you know the the rules-based international order all the time mm. it's you know like I, yeah 
No, it's what they mean. What they mean by that is the international order rules, actually. Yeah. Oh well, you know, yeah. I'm gonna look. Um, we we can keep talking about this for for a while longer. Um, sometimes I think we should, but I don't know how to keep talking about this. And and I think our listeners, you know, I what personally don't the think there's is... much that we can. Yeah, I don't think there's much that we can add to this. I don't think there's really that much to be fucking wrung out of even like the little positives, like. South Africa taking Israel to the fucking Hague for genocide and you know we'll see what happens from that also potentially taking Britain and the US to it for supporting it as well um, yeah so we'll probably I mean, talk all, about that more if can, the British side of stuff comes around but yeah. like yeah, I mean, we, 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 you, you know what's going on there are plenty of much better sources for anything about this like go go check them out um, yeah like, I mean all we can say is you know all, on your side um, keep turning up to the demonstrations, you know, keep, if nothing else, then for your own emotional well-being that, you know, you're contributing, a, I don't know, a zillionth of a millimeter of a something or other, maybe of progress. Uh, if you can, uh, medical aid for Palestinians, www.map.org.uk, um, is still going. We, we hope they can get more supplies in, um, you know, uh, do whatever is, you know, unfortunately I can't exhort you to do more, but do whatever is, you know, within the bounds of the law. Um, you know, uh, there's, there, there, there were some cool actions going on against Elbit uh, a while ago, which, which, which is an Israeli arms company. Did you see this, um, uh, these guys in New York stealing a bunch of sandwiches from Pret-a-Manger? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this, yeah, is this so, finally the return of the scourge of retail crime that we heard so much about? <laughs> oh, fuck no, me, yeah. Apparently, apparently, um, apparently Pret are opening like 40 stores in Israel and a bunch of guys have gone, huh, interesting. Uh, I guess all these sandwiches are free now. <laughs> and there's, there's like this like video of these guys going into New York Pret and just, you know, filling, filling bags with the sandwiches and uh, leaving leaflets all over the floor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's very, very cool. Um, sorry, but yeah, to sort of go briefly go back to um, uh, where we were all about the uh, the rules based international order and you know putting putting our soldiers in uh, in more places. So like you might have thought that you know we're we're sending two and a half billion to Ukraine. We're you know sending to the Ukraine. I should of course say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me we're sending some of them back to Germany. Can, can we do that? Like, can we just send squaddies over to be annoying in Germany again? Because, frankly, Germany <laughs> deserves it at the moment. I think we should just invade again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm we not need, really sure. We need to partition Germany along another axis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So like, uh, well, like I'm I mean, all in favour of like a, a century of peace in Central Europe, but it's it's clearly not done them any good. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, raise up that wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to do the Cold War in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> try try again. If the Soviet Union did not exist, it would be necessary to create him. <laughs> it's just that bit from The Simpsons where the Russians press the button and like the iron cut like yeah. pops out the ground again like dogs and all that'd be fucking incredible. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Len- so, yeah, Lenin like, comes back to life at the end. Yeah, great. Well, so, so, um, so along those lines, um, 
the uh, the new. I'm free to send Pep, but it's me going over to like rebuild the Berlin Wall out of dry stone. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, those skills paying off. A Wi-Fi enabled dry stone wall was probably what the Germans deserve at this point. yeah, so so yesterday the new 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 defense secretary uh, Grant Chaps uh, gave a speech about you know how the Tories or how the UK government is now seeing the the world order um, and you know so he gave the speech and I'll, I just want to you know talk you through some highlights because it's 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 certainly quite something. Um, he starts off, of course, by mentioning uh, that Margaret Thatcher herself ended the Cold War, which which was incredible. Um, Basically, according to Grant Shapps, uh, the fall of the Cold War has created, quote, the dawn of a new era, existential threats were banished, and a new global feel-good factor spread to defense. Oh, yeah. Never felt yeah. fucking better, me. <laughs> no. This was the age of the peace dividend, or the age of Aquarius, which, whichever comes first. Um, the notion <laughs> that while our defenses should be maximized at times of tension, they could be minimized in times of peace. This, if, if you haven't tweaked it yet, was a mistake. Um, because, you know, a, a, there was no peace, and B, how dare you, you know, spend less money on uh, Morpheus. Um, so we finally I'll, just admitted that we we don't actually need an excuse, like, to do this. You used to have the excuse of the Soviet Union, and that would let you spend infinite money on military shit. And then they mm-hmm. kind of went, and you know, they, they returned to their home planet. Um, and <laughs> left us with nothing to do. And that's why we had to have some forever war. But we can't do that anymore because that's too expensive. So, what now? Like, do, we, <laughs> do, do you have, have some forever war? Imaginary no, enemy? Do you have some forever war? No, that's too forever. Um. <laughs> it's also, it's just kind of great because, you know, you create an enemy and it still kicks your ass, aka the war on drugs. So you then try like a real enemy. And they all consecutively kick your ass, whether it's Afghanistan, Iraq, or, you know, now presently what we're doing with the Houthis. It's like, uh, yeah, no, ah, we, James, we can't. You, you, you'd think so. Like, um, uh, it's not actually anything to do with Iraq or Afghanistan. Apparently, and this is according, again, to the speech, um, peace wasn't actually real and around the corner, but um, belligerent autocracy only came back in 2014 in Crimea when the Russians oh, invaded. Wow. There, there was this whole to between peace, when nothing happened. You must first climb the mountain of conflict. Yes. <laughs> has anyone has anyone informed the ghosts of Saddam Hussein and? Uh, yeah. No, they the don't Gaddafi. count. Don't count. Oh. Doesn't count. Oh. Because they were not belligerent autocracies. Um, because belligerent autocracies are also irrational actors, uh, and collectively those are China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran. You may think that God, sounds you know a lot what? like an axis of evil. It's not. They're irrational <laughs> actors. God, do you know what really annoys me? It's part of the reason Putin is the way he is, is he saw what happened to Gaddafi. And this is like public yeah. record. This is, I'm no, not we talked pulling about this, this out anywhere. Gaddafi, yeah. yeah, like, just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, quote, so like I said, so not you only are... activate the boss areas until you've got through the tutorial. So, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So, like, not only are China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran irrational actors, they are also, quote, far more unstable. You know, that famously unstable Iran, you know. Um, quote, 
Can we really assume that the strategy of mutually assured destruction that stopped the wars in the past will stop them in the future when applied to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard? <laughs> yeah, that thing that didn't work, what if that continued to work in the exact same way? <laughs> <laughs> when applied to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard or North Korea, question mark, I am afraid we cannot. So apparently... These fucking cowards, they want to do mutually assured destruction, but when the other guy had literally has their nuclear program put on ice. Like, fuck you. Yes. Yes. Specifically, they want to have mutually assured destruction against that, like, one island where, you know, the uh, the uncontacted tribe still lives that keeps killing missionaries for, because they're cool. Mm -hmm. like Tracy um, Island. Look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's not it's not just the, the the fact that these that you know there are that there are unstable enemies abroad again. You know, since two thousand fourteen, not before. Um, it's also and 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 see the equivalencies that are being drawn in 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 this paragraph. This I, I'm just quoting here. But the war is also at home. In the past few years, we have seen terror attacks on the streets of London, attempted assassinations in Salisbury, theft of intellectual property. Attempted Ooh. interference oh, no. in. Whoa! Mm -hmm. oh. I was on board with the first two, but holy shit, things got real. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't download a terrorist offense at home. Like, okay. <laughs> Attempted interference in our political processes, comma, a cost of living crisis brought to you by Putin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Sorry, was. Uh, Run that by me again? There's uh, Lewis in the fucking mud. <laughs> oh, the British government is just a small bean. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, Martin all, the, all, the, all these horrendous things just keep happening without any of our, any input from us whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe I can't believe Vladimir Putin keeps blowing up all these social housing projects that are constantly going up everywhere. A oh yeah, sorry. A cost of living crisis, comma, brought to you by Putin, comma, that is hurting families here at home. So the reason you can't yeah, pay your you bills do anymore. You can't. That, because if they were to do some, <laughs> if they were to do something about it, Alistair, they would, you know, be engaging in a war, and we'd have to do mutually assured destruction on unstable Russians. I think. Right, well, let's just, let's just drop. Let's just drop like a one megaton <laughs> nuclear warhead on Parliament and see where we go from there. Mm. What I like about the whole unstable thing is we included China in that list originally, and it's yeah. like, is China unstable? They're just in really? there. Yeah, it's like, here's the thing, if China's unstable, we're all doomed because our economy is completely interwoven with China. So you really want to rethink that one. Also, they're far more stable than we are, um, by every measure I've seen. Like, yeah. China's God. unstable because they've started to, like, very mildly throw their weight about on a couple of issues, and that's hmm. out of line. But have you that's considered, though, have you considered, though, that British people are really racist and they like hearing <laughs> about, like, you know what I mean? Those like nefarious foreigners that are coming to get with. Well, I'm I'm glad you mentioned this, Jamie, because one of the new weapons in this new age of you know nation state competition is quote migration as a weapon. Oh, here we fucking go! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, all that. Yeah, all that. All that migration that's happened uh, as a result of all this uh, a climate catastrophe and b like horrendous pointless wars that we've been waging in the middle east those are all the, the people are just actually being mean to us and we had nothing to do with yeah. it this is this is extremely this is extremely complaining to your mum that a guy that you picked on at school beat the shit out of you <laughs> yeah this is also I mean, I mean this is setting up fifth column bullshit isn't it mm. 
Well, I mean, technically what this all means uh, in the words of Grant Chaps again, quote, is that the world is now in a pre-war phase, which delightful. That's looking what? <laughs> mm-hmm. what yeah, the, pre- <laughs> the pre-war phase is when we untap all of our lands. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the pre-war phase is those like is those StarCraft matches where you agree not to attack each other for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, this sounds like he's he's found a political compass. He's added a third axis on it, and he's diametrically put himself against Jeremy Corbyn in every single possible way. I was going to say, does the compass point straight at Paul Mason at all times? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the other way around. Uh, but, you know, it's not all bad news. Uh, it, it also means that uh, the UK can uh, do more defence spending. He specifically mentions our aircraft carriers, the F-35s, a new generation of drones, and our nuclear submarines. Oh, good. We did it. I thought, you know, Alistair, and I thought, um, David, you, you might have some negativity about this. And, you know, Grant Shapps has seen you coming. Quote, some people, especially mm. on the left, have a tendency to talk Britain down. I passionately yes. believe these unpatriotic Britain belittling doom mongers are simply wrong. So there, you, you, oh. we're, we're wow, in our place oh. now. Well, really, really entered into the uh, marketplace of ideas and just said, no, <laughs> you are wrong. And then turned around <laughs> and left and yeah. went squarely into the fucking door. God, I, God damn, I believe what? Grant Shapps is thicker than pig shit and probably f- on the weekends. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, you are wrong. <laughs> I mean, there are a few problems with this, uh, you know, brave new era of uh, Britain, the uh, military colossus bestride the oceans and, and, the, and the skies, though. Um, I'm sorry, Robert, Alistair, just, just your immortal words of an idiot colossus astride the world is, you know, ever yeah. evergreen, to be honest. <laughs> um, well, actually, this is a bit, Alistair, that, that, that you said you said over. Um it turns out that like you remember that really fancy, very expensive aircraft carrier that we did an episode about. Well, we can't oh, actually yes. send we can't actually send it to the Red Sea to do anything sensible with it, um, <laughs> and that's because the UK still has only one like support ship that has to carry all the spare ammo, fuel, food, and spare parts needed for it to be deployed, and that one can't go out Isn't because that- it's being repaired yeah, I was still. About to say. And well, also because why didn't the they Navy... just make the aircraft carrier bigger and keep all of that stuff on it? <laughs> I think it's a little late for that. <laughs> then it wouldn't only be carrying aircraft. Just, just fucking out of conservatory. <laughs> I, um, I think we need a British Sunzu. I, I, I think we do because if you ever read the Art of War, ninety percent of that is just explaining basic concepts like, hey, uh, logistical lines actually matter, and hey, there's a maximum distance you can send a thing before it needs to be supplied by other things, and you need like supply lines. I think someone needs to explain this to the British Parliament when it comes to ordering all of our ordnance because holy shit, it's like uh, Why it's like we... they just don't get the basics. There's two of those carriers. Why don't we just put a lot of shit on one carrier and the stuff that's supposed to be on a carrier on the other one? The Prince of Wales isn't ready. I, I don't know if I didn't tell you that before, but it's not ready. Well, I mean, he's king oh. now, so he really ought to have got into the fucking groove of it by now, frankly. Oh, no, it's fine. It's just not him anymore. That, that, that boat's transformed into a, a younger, somehow bolder the, version. The, the HMS Meghan and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, apparently, the other reason, apart from that, it's like this this supply ship is in dry dock. Uh, so that's not the only reason it can't go. Apparently, the other reason is that the navy genuinely can't find the one hundred sailors needed to operate it and like send it out to the Red Sea. Uh, because they, are, they, they, are there be any chance missing people to do all their laundry? Is that possibly what the problem is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, but also they're just missing sailors in general. Uh, I was trying to work out well, why that was. Um, basically, the uh, the navy realised a while ago that you know they had some problem attracting. Is it linked you know, to the, the uh, decline in birth rates? Fell off the front. The, the the navy you know really really put you know put his best foot forward um and said you can if you sign up to the navy you could have a 500 quid recruitment bonus uh but that that didn't seem to attract enough people you know you you can't even get a ps5 <laughs> if you join the navy <laughs> Be, right, see when they say 500 pounds do they actually mean 500 pounds in cash or do they mean like here are some tesco vouchers I, I I don't know. I, I assume there'll be Tesco vouchers, but the all, the only thing I was able to find uh, was that the, the yeah it's five hundred quid. Remember what you're fighting for. <laughs> <laughs> With a someone picture of a PS Five, uh... that's that might actually do the job. <laughs> what was great is someone once did a comparison about like pay rates comparatively, and we have some of the lowest armed forces pay rates yes, in history. Do. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's like back Good. in the day. Well, back in the day, everyone was like, oh man, being in the army is an absolutely shit job, so you need to line their pockets with gold. And now we're like, yeah, it's a shit job. So what? Just take it. There you go. That's that's because there's such a a culture of like, suffering makes you good, actually, and part Mm. of the suffering is the pay packet. I think actually what you'll find, David, is that it's the fault of uh, Generation Hamas. Um, I read a bit bit in uh, forces.net. This is an incredible quote. The first sea lord last year admitted the Royal Navy was struggling to recruit young people uh, who need, quote, permanent connectivity with their friends and family, and Generation Hamas was too hooked on smartphones to sign up as submariners. Jesus. They own their can phone. We, can we also hear from, like, the fucking penultimate sea lord? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to suck, like, just spending your whole season on the bench as the alternate sea lord. <laughs> uh, this is also, despite, I don't know if you, if you guys have seen the ads, I imagine not, but um, the, uh, the, the Army and Navy have, have done, we talked about this before, about their ad campaigns, but they have a new one. Uh, the, 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 the slogan being, you belong here. Quote, each of the mm-hmm. adverts uses a first-person perspective to put potential recruits in the heart of a dramatic scenario, asking them to make a decision uh, ask them, and ask what they would do next. And I can't believe that that and the, uh, you know, not quite a PS5 hasn't <laughs> solved the fucking recruitment issues. Remember that army recruitment advert they used to have way back in the day where it was like, a, it was the fucking, it would come on at the cinema and it would be like, who gets the blanket? And it would show you, like, the fucking radio guy and the medic and, like, all these other pricks. And then there'd be an advert on for, like, fucking, I don't know, poppets or some shit. And then they'd come back to them and they'd be like, if you didn't say the fucking Range Rover gets the blanket, then fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's like, why has the army only got one blanket? That's what I want to know. I think they're on to the point of now, um, what if a bunch of squaddies were chasing Chappie is, is the current recruitment <laughs> thing. Uh, but you know, I, I have, I have, uh, you know, to, let's let's move back to the home front, um, where I have some good news um, because the war at home uh, against poor people is uh, is continuing, uh, this time with with new partners in AI as usual. 
Um, so the, this, this comes from Disability News Service, which is really good, by the way, and well worth like keeping yes. keeping an yes. eye on. Um, so uh, apparently they hold in uh, uh, the parliamentary committee that's in charge of the DWP, like hold in the most senior civ civil servant working for them, um, and specifically to answer questions about the DWP's use of AI or large language models since the, you know, the postmaster scandal erupted where, you know, a lot of people had their lives ruined with faulty software. Uh, because as I think we've mentioned this before on the podcast, uh, the DWP has spent uh, in the last three years about £70 million on machine learning. Um, but don't worry, uh, the DWP says the main purpose of all that machine learning is only to identify uh, universal uh, credit claimants for fraud. So, you know, it's oh, fine. So, so, it's only, so it's only for that. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not to help people. Don't worry about it. I mean, so, I can't remember what I can't remember what the like what the what the because there's a there's a there's a, a really small number like how much like the UK government actually loses to benefit fraud every year, and it might be less than seventy million they've already spent. But you know, there's no reason to stop you know butchering people on universal credit. I guess it's the principle of the fucking thing. But don't worry about it. So the like I said, the this is the lead civil servant in the DWP, a guy called Peter Schofield. Uh, he tried to reassure Parliament and quote this is from from the article in Disability News. Um, said there was always a human being who made the final decision on whether or not to launch a fraud investigation, and that the system also quote but enables of us to identify. The fuck's yeah. like a chat book on a phone the policy, is it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's it, and also like this is it. This is the classic fudge. Like this is why they all want AI. It's like they'll say, "Oh yeah, there is a, a you know a, a final human hand making decision as to whether or not to to go ahead with an investigation." But you know that person will have absolutely we'll, no we'll idea. Will be hauled out, hauled out into the yard and shot if they disobey the computer. Also that, but they'll yeah. also have no idea why the computer is saying what it's saying. You know, they'll just that be like, person, oh, the, the yeah. wizard in the machine has told me you, you know, you're probably guilty. So I rubber stamp it because I, you it's, know, I don't, how the I fuck don't else are you going to check the results that. of a large language model? Well, yeah, because no, questioning, no, 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 no. questioning friend computer is treason. <laughs> yeah, no, they'll be able to do that stuff. That won't be a problem. They'll be able to question it. They'll be able to see all the shit that's been pulled out. Now, whether or not the shit that's pulled out actually makes any sense or even is fucking real in the first place because large language models love to just make shit up, um, they're going to have a caseload and that caseload is going to have so many fucking cases in it and they're yeah. going to have something that says you're supposed to achieve X amount of cases per hour, day, week, whatever. Yeah, solving rate or whatever, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, and they're going to have to fucking stick to that and they're going to get managed to stick to that and that's only going to affect the decision-making process. But it's the same oh, yeah. shit that always fucking happens in every line yeah. of work like this. Any sort of fucking clerical service-type work, there's always a fucking KPI that has to be met and there's always things that suffer for it because it's never a high enough number of productivity. Well, I mean, let, let me read you then, David, the next uh, bit. Asked by Conservative MP Sir Desmond Swain whether or not there were shades of horizon, the you know postmaster fucking uh, computer system, over the use of such technology, um, senior DWP guy uh, Peter Schofield said, quote, I really hope not. Oh, well. Oh, okay, well, that's, yep, dust hands. What I love about this fucking horizon thing is that that happened fucking years ago, and it took ITV making a drama about it to, like, get anything done. Mm -hmm. 
Like that's how that's how things operate in a serious fucking like country. You know, yeah. that's a real world power on the global stage and that is we have to wait for like fucking ITV to make some shitty fucking TV show about something bef- before we actually go, yeah, that was that was bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Otherwise, like otherwise of- it would have just, no one would have given a fuck. Well, it's like, so Mick Wright did a whole thing where he said the problem with that story is that it was boring. And that is true, but there's another side to it, which is that they basically, none of the media institutions wanted to go after the people who were actually responsible because they're also incestuously interbred, you know? It's like they're not going to hold power to account because power is their mates. And that is the story of Britain. We don't actually have an independent press. We don't actually have independent scrutiny. We don't even have political choices. We are basically a managed democracy. So, yeah, fun. Great. Awesome. But, you know, was it it Tony Blair that, like, fucking answered questions in Parliament about Deirdre Barlow going to jail? Oh, you're testing my memory here, Jamie. I think so. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember that anymore. <laughs> Even I. It must have been because I think I think we would know if it was Gordon Brown. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. That's the thing. Gordon Brown's problem is he didn't have any mates in the press. Is what it basically came down to, and that is the lesson that Keir Starmer has taken from no, the he, fucking I mean, Gordon he had Brown. Plenty, no, no, no. He Let's, had plenty uh, at first. Their problem was when they lost the press. Like you know. Well, anyway. Yeah. But but here's the thing, like. Even if you chase after the press, let's see how that's going for Kia Starmer. I'm just going to open this copy of, oh, oh dear. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that the, the, was the massive sun, sun hit piece that, like, you know, Kia yeah. Starmer, uh, the human rights lawyer, was, you know, defending people who macheted babies or something. Well, and- he sh- what he should have done is fucked Rupert Murdoch's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, just a final bit on the, on this fucking AI shit in the DWP. Uh, you know, when asked by the parliamentary committee, but haven't other... We, we talked about this as well. You know, other countries like the Dutch tried this and then, you know, people's lives were en masse ruined and people, you know, committed serious amounts of self-harm. Um, quote... I love to take yeah. a Dutch idea and make it worse. Mm, yeah, don't, don't, don't you just. Uh, uh, but he, i.e. Uh, the DOP guy, admitted that other countries had, quote, gotten themselves into quite a bit of a pickle when they tried to use this sort of technique. However, he said, I am determined that in the UK we don't do that. So, as I said to the Public <laughs> Accounts Committee in September, we are taking no, this won't. very carefully. I, you know, there's been thousands of people struck down by the gods of their hubris, but not me. I'm different, better <laughs> yeah, perhaps even than different. the gods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so sticking look, a big Union Jack on my Tower of Babel. Yeah. yeah. So look, look forward to you know in two decades when when Mecca ITV uh, finally presents a, a 3D drama director in, directly into your Neuralink about you know people dying en masse because of the DD uh, more people I should say. Um, there just won't be though. That's the thing. Like Toby Jones will not be there to save people this time because no, no. one will care. Like the, the 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 post thing was like people in jobs doing work and getting fucked over by a shitty computer system. There's something in that that everyone will go, oh, okay. But if you turn around and say, these people weren't actually committing benefit fraud while they were on benefits, no one will give a fuck because Britain yeah. hates people. There also won't be benefits, but that's a whole other conversation. Also that. Um, but I think, you know, we're, we're all being a bit... Um, we've we've had a bit of a negative um, episode. I know, rare for us, we're, we're usually a font of positivity. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I want to sell you, I have an article for you, and I want to sell you on, on the upside of the, the glorious I'm future. I'm not buying that, your apes. 
<laughs> Please, David. This, they're going for cheap right now, and these suckers can only go up, up, up. <laughs> All contrary. Uh, no, um, I have a, I have a delightful article for you. Um, uh, it's it's by a, a woman called Marie Leconte. This is a new contender in our in our universe. Oh my um, god. And it's entitled Keir Starmer's Hidden Promise. It was there, buried in his New Year's speech, and almost everybody missed it. So oh, good. But I'm glad that she's here to tell us how she's very smart and she figured think, it all out. I think it should be illegal to mention that fucking cunt twice in one episode. I <laughs> uh, no. But, it's an uh, election year. We're, we're going to be fucking, like, desperate to be rid of him soon enough. I've did, me in fucking early 2020. Yeah, um, I mean, so, so, but but because this is an election season, and you know, we we can always trust a Starmer promise. Um, so, all right, here we go. Did you watch the New Year's speech Keir Starmer gave last week? Question mark. No, no. no. <laughs> you can be honest. You can be honest. This is a safe space. I won't tell anybody if you didn't. Really, I wouldn't be in a position to judge, seeing as I didn't watch it either. Which is a good basis to like riff off for the rest of the article. But Marie oh, is. But you know she. But she hears you coming. But Marie, isn't it? Isn't this your job? I hear you ask. Well, yes. Shut up. I know. But it was early February, early January, oh, and raining. Oh fuck off! Fuck oh, no. off! This, why didn't Why didn't this article start with the words "deal diary"? Like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> David. That would sink so much of a British press in one go. Like, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if there's one thing we know about British institutions is they love writing things down in little black books. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it was early January and raining and grey and depressing and I just didn't want to. That's This is great writing. I love this. I know, I fucking hate this style of article. We can't all be perfect all the time. I didn't watch... Oh, God, I wish we were both dead. <laughs> Did these guys all get trained on live journal? Is what I want to know because it's got yeah. that energy. David's oh, right. Yeah. I did. I didn't watch Keir Starmer's New Year's speech, but I did glance at Twitter no. afterwards. Oh my so, fucking! Stop Christ. padding your fucking world count. <laughs> and annoyingly, found something that caught my eyes. Dear I diary. Sigh- the dictionary <laughs> defines diary as. <laughs> <laughs> I no, it would be something like, dear diary. Do I say dear or hello? It's always hard to choose openings in this time of year. Mm. Like, you know, that kind of whimsical yeah. bullshit is what they'd be going for. I sighed, waited for a few hours, then went to read the whole transcript on Labour's website. <laughs> there were a few cool semi- story. <laughs> there were a few semi-decent gags in there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, uh, did he tell? Did he tell the fucking hotel story again? <laughs> That's a, that, that, all, that always goes down a storm. Yeah, that just brings the fucking house down. No matter how many times I hear it. Um, and though critics were right to point out that a few more policies would have been welcome, I found something else to be quite striking. So here we come at long last at the actual beginning of the uh, of the, the article. The only striking thing I want to hear about to do with Keir Starmer is an <laughs> is accident at the donkey sanctuary. <laughs> oh, I was going to go with the drone strike, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, if, that's a point. If... Uh, Keir Starmer will back any military action that Rishi Sunak wants to take out. Does that mean he'd support a drone strike on himself? Yes. 
I assume it does because it's what yeah, the people want. I think want. you would. Yeah, it is what the people want. I think, I think he would argue that that should also be committed to Rishi Sunak as well. I, I invite him to go further and include himself in the drone strike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with respect and service, I also promise this, a politics that treads a little lighter on all of our lives, Starmer said, because that's the thing about populism or nationalism or any politics fueled by division. It needs your full attention. It needs you constantly focusing on this week's common enemy. Honestly, and that's exhausting, like, just, isn't it? Just a fucking politics. Written, just that a fucking isn't... article written by someone who's had their brain replaced by Play-Doh because fucking like <laughs> oh, honestly, the politics of division. Read. I do not know what politics is and yeah. have been very comfortable up until 2015. This is like remember yeah. remember on like I don't know whatever fucking like. Charlie Brooker show it was when he did that whole fucking bit about how he missed when politics was a bit meh. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That's this. This is yeah. just that fucking yeah. bullshit again. Worse. But worse yeah. written I mean, by like argu- a mile. Arguably more apt for the time, because that was like, what, 2014 or whatever. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and we did. We did this yeah. is being yeah. written literally 10 years later. Incredible. Yeah, we weren't, they, we weren't under threat from unstable autocracies yet. It's none of that. That's not a concern. <laughs> it's division that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. Like, the problem that's is you go on Twitter, you go on Twitter and you say that like fucking, do you know what I mean? People should be fucking like wanking in the streets at the prospect of a second term of Joe Biden as president and you get called a fucking like liberal melt prick. <laughs> and frankly, that's the worst thing that's ever happened in the entire history of the world. Mm-hmm. Later on, Starmer added, it will feel different, frankly. The character of politics will change, and with it, the national mood. A collective breathing out. The this... only character I want to fucking change is you. Fuck off. <laughs> this, to me, felt like the most important part of the speech. Of course, we know that the Tories are bad and Labour is good. Keir Sabah used to be director do of... Do we? <laughs> no, you know, you do know that. <laughs> what... What felt, perhaps counterintuitively, that's in brackets, uh, sorry, bleh, let me try that again. What I don't felt think counterintuitively bra- means in brackets. <laughs> no, sorry. What felt, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Take a, take a second, Rob. Just take a second. Ah, <laughs> oh, you've got him. You, you slid that right under his ribs, Jamie. What, what felt, in brackets, perhaps counterintuitively, exciting was the idea that Labour will, and this is in uh, all capital letters, make politics boring again. Oh, go uh. fuck yourself. <laughs> I, honestly, why are you reading this shit to me? I have human <laughs> rights, you know. <laughs> there is South a great... Africa, I- can you take Rob to the, to the ICC as well? ICJ, <laughs> yeah. There well, is this Germany has joined to oppose the action on Rob. That's very strange. <laughs> Must be swamp German solidarity. Uh, there is a great irony in, in the opposition's new unofficial slogan as they are setting out to do what Boris Johnson promised voters in 2019. Back then, we were told, the country had a choice between Jeremy Corbyn's grand radical plans to dramatically change Britain and the Conservatives' promise of, quote, get Brexit done. The subtitle could as easily have been... And which which way, and which way, did the fucking FBP liberal crowd lean? <laughs> <laughs> well, they all voted Swinson, if I remember, if, if I remember my election results correctly. 
It was tactical. Tactical Swinson. That's what Johnson offered at the time, and that is one of the reasons why he won so comprehensively. I, I agree with that, but that wasn't Jeremy Corbyn's fault. That was the fucking incessant nagging of the fucking liberal fuppy crowd that, like, pushed him into an untenable second, second referendum position. Anyway, but that's 2019. People were knackered back in 2019, and they didn't want to hear from their politicians anymore. Isn't that funny to think about now, knowing everything we do today? Well, bleakly funny, what? at least. Look, as a liberal, you know nothing, so shut the fuck up for, for, yeah, for number one. You, <laughs> your entire role in politics is to like have your brain sandblasted smooth at the end of every night it's fucking <laughs> yeah your your job as a liberal is to sit on mainstream television and go what when the government does exactly the same <laughs> shit it's been doing for the last fucking 50 years boris johnson made a promise and comma like a chelsea blonde watching her front door hurriedly being shut at 3 a.m the electorate eventually what? realized it had been swindled. What? <laughs> because Boris fucked us like a Chelsea blonde at 3 a.m., you know, and then he left. Oh. Yeah, it's, okay, you know, great. Yeah. yeah. You know, you remember yeah, when that is, was this important. Is, this, is, this is why you get paid the big bucks. You know? Yeah. Like, the writing of this caliber. Keir Starmer is making a similar promise this year, and his assurances feel altogether more believable. It's just like fucking amazing. Give me your hey, you know that snake wallet. oil salesman? You know that snake oil salesman that turned up last time? Yeah, well, you know, he sucked. But look, there's this new guy and he's selling this amazing uh, reptile oil. Should be great. Just yeah. love it. Absolutely love it. Johnson had always been many things, but he was never dull. The later leader has repeatedly been criticised for being too bland. If he props us a way of politics that will be tough to turn into screeching headlines... Who's been criticising him for being too bland? Like, who? I don't know, us. Me. But, like, we, we, we don't have a, you know, a, a, a column. We just have this. He's we been criticised for a lot of fucking things, and all of them deservedly so, but I don't think anyone's gone, like, oh, he's a bit, he's a bit fucking bland. Do you know what I mean? He's a screaming fucking cunt. Like, <laughs> I mean, he only has one story, you know, about that time in the travel lodge. So yeah. maybe it's that. Well, that's only be only because the walk won't let him. Kentish Town <laughs> welcomes careful drivers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here we come to the to the beating heart of fucking liberalism. It will be an odd thing to find Westminster dull again. The SW1 bubble will be returned to being just that, a bubble hidden away from the rest of the country of no interest to most people. If this fucking idiot people. dies in the next 24 hours, I want credit for the psychic attack I'm trying to launch at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> there oh, will be I, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be great to go back to not caring about the poor again? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what this is. You know, like we, the, the same thing we did before the, about like the AI... The DWP AI undoubtedly going to like be involved in the mass slaughter of thousands. That would just be, you know, a dull thing in the SW1 bubble. You know, the what fact this the country cladding, needs is the outsourcing of empathy. The fact that the fucking cladding from you know all those towers, remarkably like Grenfell, still hasn't been removed, and that that's still dragging on. The fact that you know the Windrush victims still haven't received compensation. You know any of the numerous fucking inquiries still going on. Any of the you know uncountable injustices that have never been rectified. Well, it just be it'll just fade away again. You know because like you can just you can just sit back and and go back to you know 
You could take your fucking dog skiing again. You know. Marie, you can do this <sighs> shit now. You could you could just stop writing these shit articles and just go do that stuff. Everything would be better for you and for us. Yeah, but David, They'll- imagine imagine not getting paid a hundred thousand pounds a year to to just shit out a Charlie Brooker tier level of article that was ten years old before you even wrote it. Let me try really hard to imagine not being paid a hundred thousand pound a year. Let me try really <laughs> fucking hard. <laughs> David has started levitating off of the ground after he's putting into this. There will be debates. Just give us a fucking rest. There will be debates, but they will be about policy or about the vague bouts of infighting the Labour Party cannot oh, help but have every few months. Fuck up. They will be we tried to have debates about debates. policy, you fucking rude prick. <laughs> also like once again the British political system isn't actually set up to have a serious debate about any policy it's about like you know having an iron fist and you know enough blackmail material of your MPs that they vote your way regardless like that's kind of the point like we kind of made a monarchical prime minister and that's how they rule it's not set up to have debates because that's not the point of the thing Newspapers, which once had to take on extra staff to follow every twist and turn of the Brexit wars, may find themselves having to reassign some reporters to other beats. Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen right there. Social media... Yeah, all of these people that have made a fucking name for themselves are just going to quietly disappear into the ether. Yeah. Of course they are. That's, That's how careers work. Except the news agents, which of course must stay to inform me of every twist and turn of the who gives a shit. Um, Social media, for so long a constant battle over the the news of the day, will have to find other things to scream about. Because, you know, when Stalin's in charge, there will be no more, you know, mass slaughtering Gaza or, you know, refugees drowning in the channel or, 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 or. It'll just be, they could just talk about knitting all day again. So I cannot fucking log on without seeing a bunch of fascists getting fucking screamed down, which is good, and people simultaneously having an argument about what fucking role is called. Like, all of this stuff can exist simultaneously. None of this will go away because Keir Starmer became Prime Minister. Unless he makes being online illegal, which wouldn't fucking surprise me. <laughs> Keir, Starmer's, Keir Starmer's first act as a... As- leader of uh, the government will be to enact a law where they are all called roles officially. <laughs> Many people... I expect might... civil war within, within the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Many people, myself included, have never known calm like that. I started writing about politics in 2015. Wow, what, what, what a non-start And I've nothing since. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yet to catch my breath. What will happen to us all when, comma, as Starmer said, politics starts treading lighter on our lives? It's a tantalizing... What, what happened in 2015 to get her to start writing about politics? What, what was the oh, what just, was need for you know, 2015? I, odd. Odd. Mm. Um... It is a tantalizing prospect, as it feels so different from the world we have lived in for so long. I don't know about you, but personally, I cannot wait. That's the <laughs> I cannot wait. To, to be fair, I can relate Just, to not having to do my job. And it's also like, I cannot wait. Yes, because you are a, you know, a fucking fumpy liberal with a house in France. Of course you can't wait to not care anymore. 
because you've never had to you've never been in a material position where you needed to care about the shit because it impacts your fucking life you know you're not on the, on, on, on the wrong end of a universal credits claim you're not fucking being herded into a prison barge because you're a migrant like you know you're not being kettled because you think palestinians have a fucking right to live yeah. you know you're just the, the last smug cunt at the end of history you can just stop like you don't have to wait you Nothing can just will leave. change yeah you can just quit your fucking piss gig and not care about this anymore like and do us all a favor whilst you fuck off so all of us, you know, the, the few of us who have still, like, some legitimate gripes and, and actual things that they would like to change in the fucking UK can actually have some breathing room instead of you fucking mealy-mouthed piece of shit who just want to literally go back to brunch again. This is an entire article dedicated to that fucking, you know, billboard, I think, I saw of that protest sign, I think, what it was about um, the Donald Trump inauguration, where that literally said, I wish I was at brunch instead. That's this fucking woman! You, you can just have your brunch. Just shut the fuck up about it. Oh, like, and if you're wondering, by the way, just as a, as a last thought before we do a comment or commentary, where this came from, um, Marie Leconte is a uh, contributing writer to The New European. Uh, what, the, why, like, what the fuck does The New European even write about now that Brexit's this? like... <laughs> about how Star Wars like, yeah, okay. breaks. This it's this, like a fucking uh, nursing Kistama. home that specialises in people who suffer from Corbin derangement syndrome. Oh hey, oh, they God, have it is, they have Matthew Dancona writing for them. No, I shan't inquire any further. And Jimmy Bullock. <laughs> the gang's See? all here. And Paul no, Mason. No, they're, they're missing. They're missing Raffi. Doltron. And some person who I can't. <laughs> and some other person who I don't think is real called Patience Wheatcroft. <laughs> That's my star sign. <laughs> oh dear, that was that was a horrible article. I'm glad it was short. Yeah, right. Well, that was. Uh, I think we can all uh, say that we enjoyed that delightful article. So, how about we end oh, yeah. it with, no, we with some more fucking great writing uh, with some delightful Commodore commentary? Yay! Yay! All right, you know, don't queue, don't everybody queue at once, you know. All we know today is that despite the much trumpeted differences in approach to the pandemic by the caring, sympathetic, head-tilting First Minister to that taken by our partying, uncaring Prime Minister, COVID fatalities were pretty much the same in Scotland as anywhere else. So why did Scots have to suffer longer and harsher lockdowns? Why were Scottish school pupils kept out of their schools for longer? What good did it do for Scotland's hospitality industry to suffer more losses and business than their English counterparts? If the answer is no more, if the answer is no more substantive than because Scotland is different, then devolution has has indeed failed. Is that comment (laughs) or commentary? I hate when Scotland gets devoluted. Any lockdown that happened in Scotland happened literally one or two days before it happened in England, and it only happened after England had announced they were going to do it with like a full day fucking run up to it. Shut the fuck up, cunt. See, David, David has been like incidental, like, you know, collateral damage to this. Me, meanwhile, I'm sitting here as a fucking smoking crater, um, just getting more and more drained and destroyed every second. Uh, commentary. No more Scott Paul in the vending machine, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's pandemic Scott Paul as well. Well, it was this or coconut water. <laughs> oh, God. 
I take coconut water over this, frankly. Because they're like, okay, fuck it, right. Like, what about instances of long COVID? What about secondary health effects? Like, if it's a whole bunch of shit that's just not considered, it's like, it's fatalities or it's nothing. Uh, I've just, I just realised what this is. It's the uh, skeleton uh, claw machine, but for podcast topics. Yeah. <laughs> Could we have dropped this one, please? Is Star Wars even oh. in this thing? <laughs> I think you find the technical term for that. Uh, the technical name for that machine is the Teddy Picker. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is commentary. Comment. That was uh, Tom Harris in the Telegraph, and the, the yeah. column was titled "Saint Nicola is set for her greatest humiliation yet." Which one was that? Was nope. this written last nope. year? No, that was no, this week. I, I'm not. We're not. Not engaging with this. No, we're not doing it's it. It's because the, it. it's because the COVID inquiry is about to move north or some shit for the winter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to seek colder climes. Mm. Going into the wastes. Yeah. All right. This is this is a good one. This is well written. Oh no. <laughs> Imagine a couple of aliens landing on Tenerife. And having yeah. a walk on Tenerife, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They prefer in, but okay. and then the rest, the rest of this is delivered as a script. So, uh, oh my god, oh god. yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Zig, I hope there are stage instructions. No, sadly not. Budget didn't stretch that far. <laughs> if it's aliens, is there an exit stage up anyway? Zig, look in this bar. People are dancing, singing, drinking lots of beer and spending loads of money. That'll help the local economy. Zag, yes, they're British. Zig, what about this place then? They're just sat around drinking an occasional hot beverage, not saying much and spending very little. They won't do the economy any good. Zag, no, they won't. They're from from the EU countries. Zig, who are these other people then? Mouths turned down at the corners, looking angry and bitter all the time, drinking occasional small glasses of tasteless beer. They seem to have no sense of humour whatsoever. They won't do anybody any good at all. Zag, or them, they're Remainers. Is that comment or commentary? Uh, This is a rejected rejected comic for for Viz. This has got to be... You take the fucking name of Viz out of your mouth in relation to this. Jesus. Yeah, but even like this is Yeah, no. We're not we're not having that. Right, this has got to be commentary if only for the reason that your average commenter surely has more self awareness and shame. No, they do not. How no, long have you been don't. playing this game? Jesus Christ, James. <laughs> Have you learned nothing? Have some no, the left. answer is no. And I, oh, oh. oh, that is Jesus Christ, Jamie. I feel like just because of the syntax of laying it all out like a fucking script, that's got to be a comment. Yeah, I feel I, it's comment as well. I, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see commentary. That mm-hmm. feels like some type of shit from the Express. Yeah, that was a comment in the Express. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get it. Jesus Christ. With the 220th anniversary of Trafalgar approaching next year, don't be surprised to see Nelson wearing a rainbow life jacket wash up on the Kent coast on the prow of a dinghy full of migrants. Is that comment or commentary? Fuck. Commentary. I'm going to go times. Actually, maybe a little bit too lowbrow. Commentary at sun. Is that Anne Whittaker again? That, that was Richard Little John in the mail. Yeah. Uh, that fucking yeah. column as well, right? He um he, he that was that was the fucking like the the last paragraph. The rest of the majority of the column was a column he wrote for the two hundredth anniversary. 
<laughs> that apparently has been popular on the internet since. So we just turned that in instead of writing anything this week. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if we got an old episode of the podcast and just tacked on an episode on a, on a bit yeah. of comment and commentary? <laughs> Yeah, and then we just said, right. you can listen to this one again because it's popular on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, we do do that with the with the uh, premium episodes, but uh, what's, what's this crook doing pulling me off stage? Extremely Troy McClure voice. None of the episodes were popular. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the marchers on the pro-Hamas slash Palestine demo wouldn't know the difference between the Houthis and Hootie and the Blowfish, the American soft rock band. Well, that didn't prevent... <laughs> Your dad's got on into the fucking typewriter again. That didn't prevent brain-dead elements of the crowd chanting, Yemen, Yemen, do us proud, turn another ship around, while the old Bill stood there doing nothing. Would they have been allowed to march along the strand chanting, Luftwaffe, Luftwaffe, do us proud during World War Two? Is that comment or commentary? Well, I'm going to take a part and say the British cops probably did shout that during World War Two because they are cops. Um, oh, God. Um, oh, that, also, yeah, commentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, commentary. I mean, you know, missed chance to say Houthis and Hooper stank, but I, I, I shall, I shall forgive them for the for the oversight. Um, um, uh, I don't know, it's the I, explanation I, of Hootie and the Blowfish that got me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it really is, adds a whole extra fucking depth to the post. This is this is a com- commentary. At, I hope. Yeah, it was Richard Littlejohn again. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> It has been three degrees in SW12 for the past two or three days. Too cold for moi. On Saturday, my <laughs> computer stopped working. I had to read a book all weekend. Would you believe it? Would you Adam and Eve it? It is by Harlan Coben. I like his writing. He is American. Never read his stuff before. We'll be happy when it gets warmer. Is that comment or commentary? <laughs> comment. <laughs> running. Is that comment? That's oh, that- I'm... I need that to be comment for mental health reasons. I'm going to say that's Giles Corrin. No, that was a comment in the Express. <laughs> Thankfully, the answer is obvious. Each year, all 750,000 or so new arrivals to this country should be given a warm welcome and presented with free train tickets to Bristol Temple Meads. It's the perfect solution. The Corbynites of Bristol Central get more immigration, just as they wanted. The people of the rest, the rest of Britain get less immigration, just as they wanted. The immigrants themselves get to live somewhere in Britain, just as they wanted. And at the same time, the total volume of immigration to Britain doesn't actually fall. So our political class will be happy too. Is that comment or commentary? That's a comment. That's quite hard. Mm. I'm going to go comment as well, I think. Yeah, I'm going to say comment. Yeah, comment. That was Michael Deacon in the Telegraph. Fuck <laughs> me, Jesus! Oh, why? Like, right, last one. Oh, oh, god. <laughs> that explains the intriguing and noteworthy rhetorical shift away from from equality of opportunity, which is what a healthy polity ought to support, to equity along with quotas, race baiting, and wealth protection for the mediocre, which is what our perverted, self-interested oligarchy has built at our expense. As grieving subjects to a crumbling kingdom, we are forced to listen to their dry and bureaucratic pronouncements, knowing full well that they benefit financially from the chaos and destruction they are wreaking. 
the Jerusalem our forefathers built over centuries Fuck. is being turned into a latter day Sodom and Gomorrah in which <laughs> evil is done to the innocent and the poor in the name of biology or more specifically the die cult to keep the powerful away from retribution and justice. We, the many, tied as we are to this apartheid state, can only hope and pray for our own Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> is that comment or commentary bring me my bowl of burning gold indeed <laughs> she's just fucking crazy I love these freaks like the, the whole you know New Jerusalem like is written ironically in a fucking poem and yet and yet has been translated into all of this shit <sighs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, I kind of want it to be commentary, but I feel like it's comment. I'm going to say comment. It's <laughs> uh, It smells um, like conservative woman or GB News, whichever comes first. Yeah. So you're going uh, commentary then? Yeah. I'm I'm going to go commentary. <sighs> you know that what? Was... If you two are brave enough to go commentary, I will too. Go on. No taxi backsies. That was... Alex Story in the Express, and the column was titled, Who Will Free Us from Apartheid Britain? That is so good. Jesus. That's made my mind, that has. Well, holy fucking shit. Uh, All right, then. Well, that that was a riot. Yeah. Yeah, That's your lot. Yeah. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, uh, we have plug things, I think. Yes, um, join us on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash PraxisCast. You can um, call his names in the Discord and, uh, yeah, amongst other things. And the uh, other benefits are that you will get a bonus episode every month. Um, this this month's bonus episode will be fucking ridiculous. Um, I already know what it is. Yes. God help us all. It will. It will be. It, there will be high degrees going, of ridiculousness. Is it going to surpass the art of sitting? <laughs> Probably not. But you know, there's always the chance. I don't think anything will ever. This is the deal. Yeah. No. It's it's it, it's a real thing. As so much as it can be called real, as opposed to you know the concept of sitting. Uh, but yeah, look forward to that. That will be on the bonus feed by the end of the month. Yeah. So do join. And up. if you get on, also on the Discord, you get bonus clips of like spontaneous beefs that we have during recordings. <laughs> yes, yes. Would you like to root around on the cutting room floor? Well, now you can. Um, yeah. Twitch.tv forward slash PraxisCast for streams. We are currently streaming um, regularly every second Thursday. So not this Thursday, but the next Thursday we'll be on um, with. You know, keep an eye on the the blue sky, and you know the, the Twitter before we fucking finally close the stupid fucking thing down um, for announcements for any other streams outside that schedule. And merch is available at practicecast.tmail.com. You can get t-shirts, mugs, etc. Um, yeah, so That's that'll it. do us for this week, and yeah, we'll catch you all on the next one. Next week, bye bye. Yeah, see ya. Thank you, and Godspeed.